Ladies and gentlemen, how's everybody doing tonight? Welcome to the All Things Comedy Live podcast with Bill Burr and Al Madrigal. Please give a warm welcome to your hosts, Bill Burr and Al Madrigal. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for coming on. What's going on? How are you? Nice to see you. There we go. All right. How's it going? Let's mind the back with the microphone. Yeah, nice. You like that? It moves. Put a little sound effect. I didn't know it was going to freak everybody out here. Um, I'm happy to report uh, no trouble. No trouble. Nope, nothing. But people have been listening to this uh, as we do this <laughs> once a month. Al, it's amazing. His, his ability every month to have an unreal confrontation <laughs> with somebody just trying to sell him, like, you know, a Gatorade. <laughs> maybe a movie ticket. Or maybe, you know, hey, hula hoops are on sale. I think I'll get one for my daughter. Next thing you know, you're having this epic meltdown. It's not, I, I always get dragged in. I did fire a, a, a gardener. Uh, my house came with a gardener. I just bought, I moved into a new place about eight months ago. And it it, came. Was he in the garage? <laughs> <laughs> you know you take what? him out like one of those old-fashioned fucking ironing boards. He just <laughs> fell down like that. You drag him off it. Hola, como estas? Como esta house? He... Uh, was taking care of uh, the Business. the older lady that I, I moved. I moved into her place, and uh, she said, "If you could do me one favor, keep keep Manuel." And I said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to keep Manuel. I don't like being told." And also, that th- that's a, a red flag too. Like we're his last customer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is fucked up everywhere else. If you fire him, he has nowhere to go. Well, it was sort of that. So his truck went missing today. I talked to the neighbors. He had a drinking issue. Then uh, he and I would. I was trying to be. I was trying to be nice. I really was. He's an older guy, and he explained to me right away. He got and he he t- his voice got crushed. I guess his voice box got crushed in an auto accident a long time ago. And, uh, you know, he's a very sympathetic guy. And then his truck got taken away for some reason. His trunk went missing, so he'd ride a bicycle up. And, I'd uh, say that's drinking and driving. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, I just assumed that's how that's, it worked with that's, me. Exactly. Anytime you see somebody work clothes on a bicycle yeah. over the age of 30, that's usually a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> Made the exact same <laughs> assumption. I say, uh, this guy's you- really into working out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just can't stop. <laughs> So I was looking, and I know this from firing people, which was what I used to do uh, prior to stand-up comedy and during when I first started stand-up comedy, I used to fire people. So I knew that I was looking for an excuse. <laughs> and you have to, if you ever want to get rid of somebody, you've got to just wait. But when they do give you an opportunity to fire them, you've got to jump on it. So he no-showed me two weeks in a row. And then I called up my old gardener immediately, got Armando in there, <laughs> took care of shit. Oh. And then I guess he came by. I go, uh, Manuel, you no showed me. I came by on Super Bowl Sunday. And I go, you came by on Super Bowl Sunday. What do you? Do? And I go, you don't. You're, you're supposed to work every other Friday. And I said, yeah. I go, why? And then I lied, and I said, I said my cousin's husband's going to take care of it. Right now, that's one of the benefits of being Latino. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> bought that, and. Um, <laughs> Did he start crying with but that was, awful voice? No, he, t- he, just, he just took it. <laughs> just make it even fucking worse. Horrible. Listen, I'm sorry for you and your crushed larynx. <laughs> you, you have to get on your bicycle and leave. <laughs> I don't 
mumbling. Uh, I and I was trying to. I was super nice. Like and, and also, like he would come by and uh, he insisted on speaking Spanish to me. Um, the and he, he knew. I said, I because I understand most things, but he could tell that I wasn't getting most of it. And he would just bust out Spanish, and then I would after a while because of the Larnix thing, and uh, I would just nod and agree with whatever he said. <laughs> And uh, he goes, Tengo el tarea empanadas. Esanadas, yo le traigo esanadas, champanadas. And I go, Yeah, sure, I love the champanadas. Sure, sure, champanadas. And then I ended up, um, He goes, I got it for you. I got it for you. And I ended up drinking shit out of his backpack. Uh, and yeah, he had a Tupperware with like a warm, hot chocolate. And he goes, yeah, try it, try it. And I didn't want to be so rude, like, because it's just a sip. And so I was like, oh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> then, you, then you started talking like him. Yeah. He goes, ah, <laughs> 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 I got you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's bring out our, our first guest. This is oh, a wait, great... wait, I can tell oh. you really quickly. I, I, I went around the world since the last time I was here. Oh, like, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I did. No, you yeah. really did go. Actually, you went uh, around the actual yeah, world. Yeah, I did Australia, too. New Zealand, then I did Singapore, uh, Hong Kong, Mumbai, then connected in Dubai and flew to New York. So literally went all the way around. And now, around. how fucked up are you, like time big wise? Time, sleep? Big time. Like I'm just like I can't shake it. Like I'm trying to like uh, keep thinking. I'm not a big. I don't take like sleeping pills and stuff because I know they kick the shit out of your liver. So I've just been laying there and I've been having really fucked up dreams. <laughs> when I like really childhood crazy shit. Like, I, like had what? This, I, I had this dream. I was laying in bed and I woke up. You know that dream, but you didn't wake up. And there was a little girl, like six years old or something, about like fucking ten feet away from the bed, and she was talking, and I couldn't hear her. Right? And, she like, ah, stop, ah, stop. <laughs> and I was going, "What? What are you saying? Come here!" And she got a little closer. Ah, stop, ah, stop. I was like, "What?" Hi. And she got all the way up here. And I go, "What did you say?" And she just goes, "You're gonna kill yourself." <laughs> she says, Dude, I shot up and like, what the fuck? What does that mean? What does it mean? Was that one of those metaphor dreams that means I have laundry to do and I'm not looking forward to it? Yeah. No, that's not a cry for help. I would never, uh, never, I'm not, I would never kill myself. I wouldn't. I don't want to fucking meet the higher power. I know the things I've done. <laughs> I don't need the guy who created the universe looking at me like, oh, <laughs> trying to put that off. What does it mean, Al? And then, um, uh, yeah, as far as uh, I, I just end up having, uh, I wake up in sweats uh, worrying about fucking Ari Shafir's podcast. Uh, <laughs> I really do. That's all I think is fucking, uh, is I have taken on way too much, and I am just fucking just wake up. And I'm just, anybody wake up at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning because they're worried about shit that they got to do? I, fuck, you do that? I freak out about my, oh, like, I make noises to, when to I'm sleeping. Just, <laughs> just thinking about it. It's terrible. So I just panic about fucking I, of shit that it, I have to do, and that's it. But I, I can't, like, um, dream-wise, I always remember, like, I had a fever dream. I kept having a reoccurring fever dream whenever I was a kid, and it kept coming back until I was in my 20s about, like, all the money. I was responsible for all the money, and the money went <laughs> away in the world, and I fucking would just wake up crying. Uh, and it's just fucking, I remember I was in eighth grade, and I went running into my father's arms, like, in tidy whities <laughs> 
And my, we always, in my family, my dad and we all thought he's, uh, they were, uh, we were like possessed. They were literally worried. My, they found my cousin out in front of the house in his underwear around the same time saying, Lance, get the horses. And they, my uncles and my dad were all talking to each other like, yeah, there's something wrong with the kids. Uh, like there's something. They're, they're in tidy whities and they're running around like crying. It's like before the internet. You couldn't <laughs> film it. You just had to sit there figuring it out for yourself when you're like, yeah, they're all, they're all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Was it aliens? I don't know. All right, let's try to get them back to bed, and uh, maybe it'll stop tomorrow. So you feel like you're getting back on track? You're actually adjusting to Yeah, but it was an amazing time. trip. Asia was incredible. Is there yeah, tell me about I that. So actually, who are, coming, who are the people coming out to these shows? You actually build up a following. You well, Singapore is a lot of expatriates, a lot of bankers, so like, and then like some Singapore people. Uh, you know, India was like all Indian people, so that was cool. But like uh, Singapore was like, you know, it's just an island, and it's, uh, you know, it's got that real like... Uh, you know what it feels like when you're in Singapore? You ever go over to like a rich kid's house and everything's put, you know, they got all this stuff and it's all put in its place, but you just feel this unbelievable lack of love, you know, and this distance. That's what it is. Like my wife said, if, if hand sanitizer was a city, it would be that. And then Mumbai, I was saying, if CBGB's, that old great punk rock club, was a city, it'd be Mumbai. It was fucking chaos but it was cool as shit it was so cool fucking stray cow I saw a stray cow <laughs> they're not over the pl- I drove like 40 miles I only saw like two but the Indian comics were fucking cool as shit we all talk comedy it was the exact same conversations set up punch questions all that type of shit and then like half hour in it's just a classic comic shit where it's just like alright who's out there what comic is selling way more tickets than you think they should be because they suck, right? And I'm just like, really? <laughs> all, all the way over here, the same thing? That's hilarious. And they're like, come on, give us one name. Just who, come on. There's somebody you think sucks. No, they were awesome. I absolutely loved it, and the food was amazing. And uh, there was this crazy thing where I had to get this visa. It took like two weeks to get it to go there. And then when I landed, I had to get a piece of paper to leave. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're like, yeah, you know that piece of paper. And then the big thing was Nora Jones got detained a day. I'm like, fuck, Nora Jones didn't get to go. Like, I'm going to be in jail. I started yeah. hearing like Midnight Express music. Sure. I'm have to bite somebody's tongue out and shit. It was fucking. Yeah, if they detain Nora Jones, you're fucked. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, done. Yeah, okay. I'm done. But there's a lot of, they're going through their Lenny Bruce years sort of over there where they can't talk about the government. You get in trouble, whatever. But it's not like you go to jail or anything. You can get like, uh, like fine, but you don't get like caned or any of that shit. But it's like. So getting in, you didn't have any trouble like when you have to go and declare what you're there for or you no, no I, issues? No, India was really, we're assholes to them. Like we don't want them sneaking into the country, I guess. So we're real dicks to them. So it's very petty. So then they're assholes to us, more so to West Coast people than East Coast people. So I figure a senator said something bad about India from, like, California, like Schwarzenegger. <laughs> ah, who needs them anyway, right? And then, and then all of a sudden I show up, California, all right, motherfucker, you need a piece of paper. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had to go to this government building, and they wouldn't let the promoter come with me. I'm just walking into this building. This, I'm like, you know, some white dude next to some lady from Afghanistan. It was like that classroom in the beginning of Stripes, you know, and everybody's sitting there, son of bitch, shit, except you're in the classroom going, all right, I don't know the language. And Indian people got this hilarious thing where sometimes when they don't say yes or no, they do like this bobblehead thing. They just kind of go like this. <laughs> and one of the Indian comics, I go, what the fuck does that mean? Because I was, it was like going to DMV. I had this whole stack of shit. Like, now can I get out? They're like... 
you know, you need, still need one more piece of paper. I go, okay. If I go out there and the guy stamps the thing, can I leave the country tonight when my flight leaves? And the lady's just got just the side of her head. She's just sitting there in front of the computer just goes like, <laughs> does one of those. And this Indian comedian was hilarious. He said, that means she's, poli- she's oh, what was it, politely tolerating your existence or something <laughs> like that. Like, it kind of means like, you know, I mean, you know, you see how the city looks? I mean, what the, the fucking cow over there, man. I don't know. <laughs> but it was awesome. And I would definitely go. It's insane. I would definitely go again. And the people there were great. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, good to have. All right, don't babble. Let's get the fucking now, people on. Pete uh, Holmes has been leering in that window. Amazing like a show. You guys have a, a great. This is one of the best ones we've done. We've got a special surprise at the end. One of our favorite comics is coming on, uh, and two of our very good friends coming out right now. Big round of applause. Very funny. Uh, Pete Holmes <laughs> from You Made It Weird. We're in his house. Okay, right? Anywhere you want. Any way you want to sit. And uh, Jay Larson. Hello, Let's sir. bring them both out at the exact same time. Jay Larson. Jay, Jay Larson. Jay Larson. Yo, what's going on? Gentlemen. How, How are, are you, you guys? sir? Good. Good to see you. I didn't know this was going to be filmed. And I don't I like it. Oh, are you really mad about that? I'm no, sorry. Just, it's so much funnier to have an opinion. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know it was going to be filmed, oh, yeah, and I'm yeah. fine with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 this is oh. nine cameras. Well, I'm wearing. I thought these. you were hammered for half a second the way you said that. No, I didn't know it was going to be filmed. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, here we go. Let's get him out of here. Turn off the camera. I, I have a sock rule. I'm not wearing socks with these shoes, and I don't like that. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I well, apologize. I would have changed had I known it was. I like, think you look great, but this is like sort of a standard outfit for you. Up I top. love a good. I, you know, it's a Seinfeld bit, but we're in the future. Everybody's wearing the same thing: mm-hmm. the silver uh-huh. jumpsuit with the V. Right. Yeah. I want to be there now. I, I love wearing. I wear this jacket every day. It has a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> and the shirt. And, oh, it's a short sleeve. The shirt. It's a short sleeve shirt, but it probably got a. little You are doing very well. Uh, <laughs> you could, and but I get attached to shirts and shit like that. And, well, uh, I'm, I'm also you... a tall guy. To have a jacket that actually is the length of my sleeve is, is preposterous. Yeah. That... <laughs> when I first started stand-up, it, 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 one of the first bits I wrote, or, 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 I never did it. Because even, even as a beginner, I knew it was terrible. I was going to be like, you know that feeling when you go to a store and you buy something and it fits perfectly? What's that like? That, that was the bit. That's funny. You think that's good? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I mean, you, you bailed on the delivery. Of course. If you just set it up with I'm so tall shit, then you hit with that, they'd love it. Then if you'd be, oh, you'd be sympathetic. Thank you, Billy. It's, instead of the tyrant that you are outside. <laughs> <laughs> I love that only Pete can have a joke that he threw away when he first started, and then like, but I'm going to throw it out now. <laughs> I was actually just talking to my lady about that. When, when you, are you guys that way? When I write a joke, it's there forever. You know what I mean? Like, I'll never lose it. Oh, I could do He's not like that. You, you don't do that at all. You, you put him away, right? But, but every once in a while, they come out randomly. Sure. If something, like, comes back up, uh, I don't know, something happened. Like, uh, I don't know. It just, for some reason, it just clicks. That's what I'm saying. I was doing, I have a bit about Happy New Year and saying Happy New Year. And then while I was doing it, I was like, it's weird that we say these things to each other, like, have a good weekend, right. which I think is really funny that we're just like, I'm thinking about your weekend. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Like, some guy cuts your hair, and then he's like, I'm blessing your weekend. Yeah. Like, if you get laid, text me the word finance. I want to know about your weekend. (laughs) Finance. And it was just kind of like, so that, I wrote that, and I think it was like 2008 I wrote that joke. But then you're riffing. It's like another type of riffing where you're riffing old stuff, but you're doing it with your, your, uh, you know, 15-year chops, and you can make it work. Yeah. Maybe you just write timeless stuff. 
<laughs> New Year's. <laughs> People can just come. Yeah, New Year's happens. Every year. <laughs> Once a year, man. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the evergreen comedy <laughs> of Pete Holmes. It's funny that you say that, and I know you didn't ask, but when I would drive to a... <laughs> When I would drive to a college, like in Buttfuck, like I, I've been to the Upper Peninsula many times to do colleges and stuff. The UBI. I'd, I'd start to get yeah. nervous, and then I remember that everybody has a couple things in common. Like everybody wants to be loved, and everybody is afraid of like death and loss. You know what I mean? Okay. I love when he breaks it down. Like, Pete will get heavy on you. No, I'm saying you didn't way. go to if you're going you didn't to go to Cuba. It was the Upper Peninsula, of Michigan. You have to break it down that far. <laughs> People just want shelter and a sandwich. Those are like Detroit Lion fans or Packer fans. Billy, not everybody wanted to hear my cutesy observations, but if you were going to a show at a refrigerator or air conditioning repair nooner, you can't go up and be like, I was looking at the back of an ice pack the other day. Nobody gives a fuck. But if you say, sometimes I worry that there's a killer in my back seat, they're like, I've I've done that. Because everybody has uh, similar fears. Like your dream. By yeah. the way, what was the girl feeling when she said, you're going to kill yourself? Because you were that girl. <laughs> All right. So I was the girl. Okay, finish it. I'm liking this. Okay. You're so the, far, I'm buying per- this script. So any, I'm the girl. Any good therapist would tell you to break down your dream, you can say, you were the girl. Even when you were speaking Isn't that inaudibly. hacky therapy that just said, uh, you're the girl. Yeah, you're the, everything is you, and it's your reality in uh, fucking... 4.45, 15 more minutes of this shit. Riding out the clock. You're repeating relationships. The exact relationships you wanted to get away from are familiar to you, so then you're repeating those. You have to break these cycles. <laughs> All of this you can read in the back if of that self-help books. character does come up for you, please like, play that at some point. Just like a fucking I finally, down I, I went for years. I just finally was like, I'm never not going to have problems. And it's just like, this is fucking stupid. Like... You're not going to undo this. Like I'm just, gonna, I'm just going to like this is t- tangled knot, and it's just going to be this straight thread again. And then I'm just going to be like, oh. <laughs> and then that's just going to be me for the rest of the time. <laughs> Would you like some dip? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's going to get wound up. Shit's going to happen. Some stuff's going to work. Some stuff isn't. And it's just like it just fucking creeped me out after a while. It just was weird. You figured it out. I just yeah. It's a, it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a scam. Jay, you said something the other day also. Oh, it's we not were, a scam. We were uh, we all saw each other yesterday. Dude, you were like two weeks away from joining a fucking cult. <laughs> <laughs> starting, starting a cult. A cult. Starting, a starting a cult. Starting a cult. Please, yeah, he's please get a clear. Infiltrating, <laughs> taking over. Ah, Pete Everybody wearing the same jacket with an armpit hole. One hole. One hole. A sign of the leader. And he's slowly becoming Jesus. He didn't come straight in with the bare feet. He just stopped with the socks. Those are slip Slowly, ones, Those slowly are slip becomes ones. the Messiah. <laughs> Give no thought to what you should wear. It's no big deal. That's a Jesus quote. Jesus no, it isn't. Quote. Yes, it you're is. You're just another guy Bill. who came out here and started surfing. And now you think you understand the environment. I would be so scared to be your therapist if I was like, well, how does that make you feel? Isn't that kind of a typical question? <laughs> just like, yeah. Is that what you got for me? You know how much this is an hour? Oh. You have any idea how long it took me to get here? <laughs> I am not. I'm, I'm not a you. cartoon. You're a cartoon. I actually said. I, you know, I. I. I said all my shit. 
You were talking about dreams early. You want to talk about a fucked up dream I had? I used to have this reoccurring dream. It was a nightmare when I was a kid that there was this giant fucking thing coming to get me. I didn't know what it was. It was shapeless and it was loud and I knew it was going to fucking hurt me. I couldn't figure out what it was and I gradually worked it out. I figured, you know what it was? It was when I was in the crib and I didn't understand people and it was my dad yelling at my mom or screaming <laughs> someone on the phone. As far as I fucking know, I'm screaming. And I no. just knew it was like this bad thing and it was going to get me. Yeah. Figure that out. Right? That. There you go, That's you good, cunt. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little deeper than you thought. All right? I don't even have a boogie board. <laughs> Not even a boogie board. I had that same dream. You're out of your mind to go surfing, by the way. You're, I, I feel bad that you won't go in the ocean. Are you, no. are you I feel bad that you've never flown over the ocean like, like uh, low, yeah. where just about, a, about maybe a quarter mile away from where you surf and see what's in that fucking water. <laughs> Oh, I see it. I, no, you I, don't. Garbage island, sharks, what? No. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Garbage island? I've been learning how to fly a helicopter over the last like, year, right? And I've started flying out over the ocean. And, dude, the shit that I have seen. That safe? Just large. Dude, it's way fucking safer than driving down the highway. Trust me. Um, flying out over there. And I, I, don't know what it, I don't know what the fuck it was. You're just flying with your instructor. He's like, what the fuck is that? And then, is that a whale? That is that a great white? You know, you're in the air. And then you look, and then there's some jackass floating on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that thing could swallow that dude and his oh. board whole. It's true. If there was one piranha in a swimming pool, would you go in? Wouldn't you say, get that out of there? But you'll go in the ocean where all the sharks that aren't in captivity. It's an old joke I used to do, but it's fucking true. (laughs) (laughs) You just did what we were talking about. You did did an old rip. It slid in. Yeah, it slid in. I saw that. No, I've walked through the shallow end, like surrounded by sand sharks and stuff. Fully convinced. The shallow end? The shallow end of the ocean. (laughs) I just want to know where you're surfing. I just want to know where you're surfing. (laughs) I've had whales swim under me and stuff. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. dude, all of that shit is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, all yeah, sure. But I mean, like... I went, I've been to the circus. I saw a tiger go right by, and I could smell it. That was fucking amazing. I could smell it. That was that fucking close. It, it smells like 50 caps. It, it doesn't mean... <laughs> doesn't mean it's a... I don't know, whatever. Wait, wait, you know, what am I doing? Like, enjoy, enjoy your I'm w- I'm, No, Sorry. I'm with you, but it's one of those things that I, I'm, you just can't, like, live in fear sort of thing. That, that's the thing for me. Every time I get in the ocean, I'm kind of, like, going to the universe, like, ah. I'll be in your dangerous part. <laughs> Kumail calls the ocean God's basement. I think that's so funny. And when you go in God's basement, you're like, I ain't afraid of your hobby kits. <laughs> your billiard table. That's tight. <laughs> I just like how you just made yourself out to be the stud in that story. <laughs> I'm going out to the most dangerous parts of the planet. I'm Pete Holmes. <laughs> this is a new show on Discovery. <laughs> in the shallow end. <laughs> the shallow end. Your, your little the badass hat. <laughs> Today I'm going to stand in the shallow end with nurse sharks. But here's the thing. Par- paranoid people, so you have some paranoia about the ocean, are correct. No, That's- no, I read enough on it. I read enough about it. It started with, like, the classics. Blackbeard, Moby Dick, all of that shit. Keel haul you. Right through a perfect storm. If you ever read that book, they go through a chapter of what it's like to fucking drown and how your brain's still alive when you're dead. Dude, it's the most fucked up thing you ever read. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I'm, a, you know, I'm allowed to be afraid of something. No, you absolutely like, are. I am not good at that. I don't want to try. Like, I know my limitations. Like, I rode a motorcycle for like three months last year. I was like, this is fucking stupid. I'm not that guy. I am riding in fear. I should do a helicopter. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Helicopters are they're safe, though. I'm sure. I know. They're, they're totally safe. You do Look, a pre-flight. You go drive down the fucking highway. You're basically flying in formation with 20 people who have not done any sort of any examination on their car. They're texting. They're hammered. They don't know where they're going. You're not in radio contact with them. I mean, <laughs> you're not yeah, in radio. Like, you don't know what they're going to fucking <laughs> That's do. That's my favorite. I know, yeah, I know. You don't know what they're going to do. You don't just go up there flying. The big thing, though, is the, the, the drones. All these jerk offs that just buy it. Yeah, drone. there's drones all over the place. Yeah, yeah. The no, so I was in my over. backyard and uh, saw one hover above me the other day, and, like and just sort of just TMZ. came in, was clearly looking down, and um, yeah, it's weird. I don't I, fucking and, uh, creeps. And there was somebody on the other you side. Know who it. was? No. <laughs> oh. Yeah. When it starts it. to wobble, that's, that's when you know. Just jacking it. Just fucking. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Look at him. Yeah, rake those leaves, rake you them. fucking bastard. Rake, rake those them. <laughs> It's probably your old gardener, man, checking in on you. Yeah. Ah, trying That's to see right. if you really get your cousin Trade it in the truck. <laughs> Let's know what's up. Are you a technology guy, Jay? No, I don't know. I hate, I hate it. I hate it. I, I, I want too. my phone to do... I don't want anything. My next car, a car I own right now, no GPS, none of that. Next one I want, no GPS, none of that. What are you, in the mob? No, I just want... I like a simpler time. We were talking about it today on my podcast... Uh, that's the Crab Feast podcast on all things comedy every Tuesday. <laughs> no and one is uh, watching this. I know. <laughs> I just want to shout out the to the joke. one guy. He's got a drone flying with I one hand. Sean. He's watching that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talking that Boston accent, Jay. He likes it. Hey. <laughs> I miss that stuff. I miss it. Like we were talking with Mike Coster, and he had snuck into a, a Beastie Boys concert and hopped two fences and got on stage into the green room. And he's like, the only reason I was there is because he got separated from his buddies. And the old, you know, you can't get separated from anyone now. Just like, where are you? Drop a pin and boom. I miss the times, you know. No cell phone no, Saturday. It's all creepy. You know I mean, no cell I phone I read out a card the other day and they go to me, uh, what's your cell? And they go, is this your cell phone number? And yeah. so this is the one we have on record. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm like, yes, it is. You know, because I was a bullshit thing, right? It wasn't that bad, but it was a good phony one. And then they go, we need a second number. I go, I don't have a second number. That's all I have. Okay, me have your wife. Number. They actually said one point, what about your parents? And I looked at him. I go, I'm not giving you my parents' phone number. And she actually laughed. And she goes, you got to give me something. So I'm like, 917-828-1234. And she's like, that came up as an invalid number. It's like, I'm not fucking giving you another number. Oh, well, we did this on a, you gonna... the, the first podcast, but everybody, 323 323- Six six eight zero nine eight six. That's three two three. We're all going to try to use the same number, the same fake for number everything for every grocery oh, store. And they try to track us. Yeah, well, it's one of my old numbers from. Uh, but we're all going to like collectively all podcast listeners. What's it going to do? Uh, should it's three two three. But what's it going to do? Oh, well, like buying groceries in fucking multiple states at the same time. Like they won't. Like, we'll fuck just, up the grid. We'll you know what's happening? <laughs> Al's getting all credit for it. Yeah. Al's like Ralph's reward card is like. Ding! <laughs> you don't get anything back for that at all. The, sh- the, at the, the pump, amount you of do. fucking the amount of information they want now, like you do a fucking acting gig, they want to take a copy of your passport. I always just go, no, no, it's my fucking identity. I'm fucking playing. Hey, put the fucking gun down, you cunts! Like that's my line, and I'm out. You're gonna get my fucking passport? No. <laughs> I was able to get paid. It's on a blockbuster film. Not doing it. <laughs> I would. <laughs> That's the thing. You, all you just say is no. I'm not doing it. And then and they then throw. They well, well, this is the standard procedure. Blah blah. Then eventually they'll call somebody, and then they go fine, fine. You know. And then they act like they're making an exception. You don't give somebody your fucking passport. That's why I love you though. At all. Because you do it. No, every, we all want to say no, but you will say no. No, because I don't. Sometimes. Yesterday when I did that other thing, <laughs> they go. They, they made me sign some fucking release on your thing, and then they go hold it, hold up 
the thing you signed and take a picture of it. And I was fucking tired. I'm like, what am I, a hostage? Like, what's going on? <laughs> and I did it. And I was so fucking mad at myself. Like, why did I just do that? It's like, no, I'm not doing it. I signed it. You're going to have the video of me on the show. Yeah. Like, what is You're this on the creepy show. fucking... It's that drone guy again, fucking jerking <laughs> off. <laughs> These goddamn pictures. These fucking... Struggling actors, they'll do but anything. Back to the drone thing. So I was at my parents for Thanksgiving, and it's up in uh, near Palo Alto. And the guy across the street, nice neighborhood. I see something go overhead that is sizable. I mean, it's as big as this stage, easy. No, and just go. And then I see this nerd and his fucking nerd kid just running down the block. <laughs> going, <laughs> and it was humongous. They yeah. have, they're loaded. And it was the size of this stage, no problem. And you can see, like, really fucking big. No, and so you got to be worried about that, right? Yeah, you got no. all kinds of assholes. They at the have beach. to get a no. Someone's going to die first, and then they'll find. They only had one went over a Southwest flight. Some Whoa. fucking jerk off had like a like a fifty pounder. Dude, that you know they got two engines, so maybe you'd be all right. But you're on final approach. <laughs> This fucking guy is that coming in for a land and lining up, and this thing just goes right over the top, dude. Yeah, you can't do that. You're not allowed. I don't want to be all nerdy. We need like not a, allowed to enter that. You we can't need, enter that fucking air. Like the amount of there's guys in Mexico they're flying drugs in with them. Now they fly drugs. Of course. In. You know what we need is like a tiny air traffic control with like mice pilots. That are <laughs> 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 they're like, uh, you're not clear for this area. Uh, please land, and we offer you free cheese. <laughs> I say we, we go back to the monkeys on them, like we used to do with the rockets. We dress them up in little captains' fucking outfits. <laughs> 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 Just, just sitting up there, monkeys flying, right? <laughs> it is pretty fucking weird. That's yeah. Palo Alto, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, that's probably happening. the next thing. No, my the, my neighbor has one of those. Has a, a giant thing the size it's not, of this? Who wants this one? You want a little one. Well, this it? is the one you can put the monkeys in. You know what I mean? That's the one you want. You put the monkey, you fly them around. Then people are like, oh, you're going to be up there in the helicopter. I'm like, that monkey's actually flying a plane. And you're like, no, it's really that guy down there. Yeah, but, but if a monkey cool. knows how to fly and it doesn't want to die, it's way better than some person who doesn't give a fuck who's on the ground. That's the thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just yeah. up now, there. That's a good point. Oh, this you should have to thing. strap something you love to the drone to fly it. <laughs> yeah, but there's yeah. nothing you love more than your life, so you're never going to be more careful than someone who's up there. Pete, we can do this all night. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't settle for a household pet? <laughs> What's that? Like a beloved pet in the drone? If it's a dog. People love dogs. <laughs> they do. They fucking love dogs. What kind of a person would put a dog on a drone? Like the, the amount of shit. People go nuts. I, go go nuts. I just got a Free dog and people and go dogs. nuts to what tell you of, what to do. They're like, no, no, but you got a dog. what do you feed your dog? Like backseat dog raising. You like, dropped... I, I dropped a dog. You dropped Nick Thune's dog. He picked up yeah. Nick Thune's, like, what is it, Mikey. French Bulldog? And, yeah. and just held it, and then he thought it was like a, a cat, and he just fucking oh, dropped no. it. Oh, <laughs> no! Tough call. Yeah, yeah, and people were mad about that. I, Mikey's <laughs> tough. <laughs> Mikey's tough, though. Dude, listen, he was a little dog. So you pick him up, it's like holding a cat. No, it isn't. <laughs> I know now. Dude, see, it's a Jack Russell, a fucking bulldog. That's like dropping a cinder block. Yeah. He's a Frenchie. Yeah. Did he no. land on his face? He did land on his face. Of course face. he did. It, wham, yeah. He did, well, cats have the wherewithal and to And you know what? Out. Pete didn't care. 
There wasn't an ounce of him that gave a he shit. He didn't get hurt. I didn't really care. Didn't no, I cared. I felt it's one of the worst. <laughs> when something's already been done to something that can't represent itself, and then and then Nick is That's like, oh, no. And I'm like, maybe he's okay. And, then, like, and then I saw a picture of uh, you holding Nick's baby, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. There you go again. <laughs> Not good. Fucking the guy doesn't they learn his lesson. immediately handed me the baby. <laughs> I'm good with a baby. He took the baby. I know where a baby bends. This is an old bed, but dogs, I don't know where they bend. They're rigid. They're like tables. You got to go in. cats the whole time. Yeah, you can bowl a cat. <laughs> you can throw a cat. You can't hurt a cat. You know what? I never grew up with cats, but I know that you can drop a cat and it's fine. And I know you could drop a dog. So I don't understand someone of your intellect. <laughs> of all fucking breeds. Didn't well, let's know ask ourselves just... what the dog was feeling. Huh? It's a dream callback. <laughs> yeah, I should have fucking better known better. So you got a you got a dog. What kind of dog did you get? He's a he's a golden retriever mix. Ah, nice. And he's a little guy like that. Little puppy. Tail. You got a you got a puppy. He's a perma pup. He'll look like a pup forever. Oh, there you go. And he's got a great. dog too heavy that he couldn't pick up, so there wouldn't yeah. be any problems. No, I pick him up. <laughs> he doesn't know my reputation oh. in the community. <laughs> He'll find out. <laughs> the dropper. We had a dog growing up that my sister got, like from her high school boyfriend, and nobody knew how to raise a dog in my family, so like we would just like. Leave it outside on the run in the wintertime, and like we never knew to take it in. My buddy would come over, like, dude, you gotta take the dog. And I'm like, he's a dog. I thought they were like, he's wearing good. fur. Yeah, and we give him like baloney to eat. You know what I mean? We just gave him baloney. And my buddy's like, dude, what are you doing to this dog? I'm like, what do you want, man? There's no food in the house. He's getting baloney. And then it's like, it's an ongoing joke that Ishka Bibble just had a tough life growing up in the Lawson household. You know Ishka what I mean? Bibble? Ishka Bibble Murdoch DeVito. Was <laughs> my sister and a boyfriend were Billy Joel fans. I think that's what was his drummer's name. But not dog lovers. <laughs> no, not at all. We Jesus. got stuck with them, and then she died the day before my grandmother, and we buried her in the backyard. Next Who? to your grandma. Me and my buddies. No, the dog or your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> we buried her in the front yard. We had a whole memorial. It's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. My I'm mother wh- came home the next day, and she goes she, from the hospital with my grandmother, and I go, hey, uh, the dog died. And she goes, I didn't get to say goodbye. And I was like, oh, Jesus, this is hardcore. Oh. We and got we a dog. We have two, them. and we got one because uh, Natasha Leggero found a dog in the street, and a so street dog, street dog, street dog. So they take it in and uh, take the collar off, they, they throw it away. <laughs> 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 they go, "This is our homeless this dog. Is, we have dog. it now." Do you you know that Blanche, the dog? Yeah. Uh, and so they discover that this dog is pregnant, and I the kids, my kids are going to soccer right by uh, where Natasha lives. She's living with another comic, Duncan Trussell, at the time. So we take the kids and we go up there to see the puppies because we sh- they discover that this dog is pregnant. That's why, and uh, so she's got uh, five brand new baby dogs and we go and the kids are looking at these dogs and you know I'm, I'm sort of getting myself we pick the one out that we're going to get and then I realize I'm on the road non-stop back and forth what am I going to do to my wife two kids two dogs I'm constantly on the road who knew that the two dogs that's better so for them to sort of hang out with each other but we just give up and Johnny Pemberton claims the dog the uh, Vernon and uh, he has the dog for two fucking days and then just shows up on our doorstep with this puppy. <laughs> and he's The whole puppy? It wasn't just like, like, look what happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, it shows up with this. He goes, we can't, we can't do it. 
we can't take care of this dog, and that's how I have my second fucking dog. I feel like Jeez. that's that's what I resented. That I didn't feel like enough people told me. I didn't have the parents. What you were like, in it's for. a big responsibility. This dog, it's a rescue dog, and it's a, it was a spaz. We had it trained, and that made a huge difference. But when I first had it, I was like, oh, if you're looking to feel really bad every time you leave the house and be assaulted every time you come home, <laughs> get yourself a dog. <laughs> like, just something that doesn't understand you. Like, I, I, my girlfriend made fun of me because I would like take him to the beach and then I'd feed him his favorite food and then give him a snuggle and then later I'd be like now he's just ignoring me like I didn't and then he'd be whining I didn't know what he wanted and like you try and put him in a crate like there's a fucking prison and he's flipping out and in the morning he'd be so excited that you'd be letting him out like six hours later he's peeing on himself and shit I was like nobody I know and then you have fucking dog people those lunatics are like wow you should let him sleep on your face like that would be better that would solve everything if you would fuck the dog with your dick fuck him he wants you to fuck him with your no sympathy for that why don't you community. just go back to cats that shit in your house in a box. Listen. Dude, you, I like how you, like, you're needy and you want attention from the fucking thing, but you're like a cat guy. Cats are like the fucking, they're just No, like, I understand. And they Cats purr. come to you when they, they want their attention. And That's the observation, is you look for your cat. If you find your cat, it's like a B-list celebrity sighting. It's like seeing <laughs> Polly Shore in your house. You're like, oh my God, the cat! And you try and trap it and take a picture with it. You know, just like Polly Shore. But your dog... <laughs> Is with you the whole time. He's always there. Like, you look for, like, escape. Like, yeah. if we feed him and run out of the house, he won't know we're gone. It's the complete opposite. So, like, I'm seeing myself reflected back in the dog. Like, my own neediness, my parents' neediness. But then I had a trainer, now and now I fucking love it. I really Yeah, but you've got to know the trainer's got to teach you what to do or it will go back. And th- no, I agree. And <laughs> That's good. Okay. No. I, also, I needed to train myself. There was a big part of me that was like, "He's okay. He's okay. He's okay." Like I was being like overly sensitive about that. I would never leave him outside. It was like seventy degrees. I'm like, it looks cold. Like <laughs> I couldn't handle it because he can't be like, "Peter, I'm fine." Like he couldn't say that. I'll tell you this: late in life, Ishka was like the most legit dog. I didn't put her on a run anymore. I would literally open the back door. I'm like, see you in a bit. And she'd go down the park, hang out, and then like an hour and a half later, she'd be out front and be like, "Come on in." See, that's was a baller. Yeah, the, my, the, the reason I mentioned, I, I feel like my two guys are going to die any day. Um, because, <laughs> well, we have this, uh, the new house has no fences at all. We have a major coyote problem. And I don't know, they're starting to come around. Coyotes will, you know, it's a trickster. So they'll pretend one is hurt and fucking limp along on the back pad. There's like coyote sag cards. Yeah. I'm the limping guy. I limp. You know, I'm convincing. We tried to let Bill do it. I should have picked another name. We we tried to let Charlie do it. He doesn't do a good whimper. No, they did. So I hear this fucking commotion the other day. This is 1 p.m., and they're at the back, like trying to get out, and they think they're tough guys. So in the old house, they had a possum underneath the fucking deck. It was wringing its neck. And uh, we until we put the hose on it, he really they have no fear. And you seen my dogs? They're eight and a half pounds total, just soaking wet. Total. Like yeah. switchblade cigarettes. Yeah, no. <laughs> they're, but they're these little Tijuana Alley dogs. You know, <laughs> my mom was found in the street, uh, and just I can go. They go diving off this deck. I go <laughs> running after them, but they chase a coyote that is so fucking big. They're gonna die. Any day. Um, it's, there's no way that they can fucking make it. Get a fence. <laughs> I, uh, <build> a fence. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> peeking over it. You know, it's fucking... I don't know. I don't know. You, it's you, a big commitment too. You get one, and then you're you're with it 15 years. It's a long time to it's be a with long a fucking time, dog. Man. Oh, they're awesome. I got my dogs out of its fucking mind, and I love it. Yeah, I love the damn dog. Did Drives you love it right wall. away? No, because it was a pit bull, and I was like, that thing's psychotic. Get it out of my house. <laughs> and uh, then you know they have you foster it. Then I fell in love with the thing. What do you mean and, foster it? They they go, oh, you're just fostering. It. You stay with it because they know you're going to develop feelings. And, and then, then you're like, you fall in love with the thing. And then I was right. It is. It's a fucking psycho. It was a year and a half old. I don't know what other people did to it, but uh, it has like this small circle of people that it loves and everybody else it just views as a threat. It's a, it's a fucking... So when I came piece. over and you first got the dog, you, you, you told me, don't look the dog in the eyes. Uh, no. Just walk into no, the No, I other found room. he's like this. She's like this top level predator. Like when she goes for you, <laughs> she makes no noise. Like my trainer was just going like, she's possessive. So once she bonded with the trainer, after she tried to kill him, she, then she loved him because I left because it was just like, well, I guess fuck that guy now. Now we're a team, right? <laughs> Starts doing this thing. And so then he thought the dog was cool. Trust me. Brought another dog with it. And my dog, like, just decided I'm going to kill this other dog and didn't make any noise. Just sort of subtly, because dogs feed off of vibes and he didn't want the dog to sense it. Just sort of kind of just, yeah, went like this. Oh, and my was, like, God. going right to the neck. And at the last second, was going to do that. And it's lightning fucking quick. And my trainer was able to see it, so I never walked it with the dog again. So it's, it's, uh, it's this weird thing where it's like I'm in love with this complete maniac. My it's a fucking maniac. And, you know, and, uh, yeah. I had Somebody a said in there, you got you to get him early. It's like adopting a kid, you know? You want to get it before somebody's fucked it up too bad. It's already fucked up. Or you're going to have to deal with it. It's true. Or you're going to have a lot of work ahead of you. My buddy had a blue nose. People who adopted, off the record, would agree with that. But <laughs> this day of hashtags would be like Russell, insensitive... Yeah. My buddy had a blue nose, and I would not look at it because it was, I was scared a of pit blue bull. Blue nose? Blue nose right? Yeah. You well, know, you got this weird thing. Like, if you meet a person, you're like, hey, how you doing? You kind of look around. But with dogs, you just stare at them right in the fucking eye. Yeah. And if you have, like, a, uh, uh, an aggressive dog, that's like if you were sitting on the subway and someone was just fucking staring at you. <laughs> at some point, you'd be like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> and that's them barking and growling. And all dogs do it. It's just when a pit bull does it, you pee yourself a little bit. People don't like it. So they go like, you know, Cocker Spaniels evidently bite more fucking people every year. I don't know. When I was a kid, it was all about Dobermans. Dobermans were the ones you didn't want, German Shepherds. And then somewhere like the pit bulls have just had this dynasty of like, they're just the worst fucking dog ever. You can't get it. And the owners are horrible and blah, 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 all this shit. And then a pit bull bit a kid's head off at a barbecue. Right, right. But golden retrievers bite people all the fucking time. But it's just the car to but have. But they're cute. Yeah, if you're yeah. trying to be a Kennedy and have the fucking white picket fence and you're all dressed with the same khakis and white shirt for that fucking family photo, maybe throw the football in one picture, you get, you get the golden retriever. Skiing. Yeah. I got a golden retriever. Yeah. yeah. You look like it. You do. Uh, John you look Mulaney like billionaire I, boys club guy. He said, I look like a golden retriever with Down syndrome. That's what he said. <laughs> uh, Nice. I love John Mulaney. I don't know why I'm laughing and everyone else is like, it's over the line. <laughs> it's over the line for me for jokes about Pete. <laughs> what were you saying about the blue nose? It's over. <laughs> so, I just kept picturing a dog wearing a Bluetooth. That's all I was doing. What's that? Hello? Yeah, I'm on my way to the airport. I'm, I'm working on the tiny, <laughs> the tiny cat division. <laughs> You got, it. you got it. Transporting them. You got it. The little mice around there. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what happened. A lot of agreeing there. 
Do people ask you a lot if that money, how far that money went down on Breaking Bad? What money? The money that you lay down on. How far, how far, at what point did it become just pieces of paper? I'll tell you what is interesting about that is that they thrived on nerd questions like that. Yeah. Where they would... Wait. They, they <laughs> meant... Because people just can't enjoy something now. And they're just like, that's totally fake money. And then you gotta, somebody's got to top that. Well, how far down do you think it goes? It's probably all bullshit. It's probably like empty egg cartons or some shit like that. It's all... It's just, that's can't not just what enjoy. I said. <laughs> Why would you give a fuck? But this is what I loved about the writers on there. Like, it's interesting. Is it? It's interesting. It's kind of a cunty question. No, it's not. <laughs> How far down? What is interest? I know everything that went on in that fucking episode. Yes. You want to know how far down the fucking fake money went? I do. Why? <laughs> Why? I want to know. That's more because fascinating know. to me than anything Vince Gilligan ever wrote was how the fuck <laughs> you, you want to know the answer to that question. Because, uh, you know, a little story, you and uh, the guy watching them stack at the prop guy's like, I, I got all the real money, you know, because you would feel it. You'd feel it in your back. Everybody like, sounds I feel like, like Princess and the Pea. You'd be like, I think it's Ed Carton's 10 down. Everybody sounds like Fozzie Bear at some point in one of your stories. <laughs> <laughs> this was a deal. What they did was they actually worked out how See much how, still how much it is. It's so everyone wants to know how much money because I'm not going to answer the boring one. I'll answer the better one. They actually worked out how much money Mr. White would have at that point, and they worked out in what denomination, how many hundreds, how many twenties, whatever, and basically what that would look like. So they, they made it a realistic thing because they thrived on people going like, oh, he would have had way more money than that. He would have, like when we robbed the train thing, yeah. they worked out the timing of it with the chemicals to take that chemical out and put the water in, how long it would take just so they could shoot down those nerds on the thing. It would be like, um, actually, uh, I'm not in, I don't, I'm not a conductor, but um, in my esteemed view, that would take at least another seven Epic fail. Like, they just just loved shooting that down. They loved shooting it down. So to answer your fucking question, it was, uh, like, obviously stacked around was all real. And then, but, you know, we had to keep getting up, so it didn't make sense if you actually put it all down. I mean, real, like, the real fake money was like, but inside they had something else to lie down on because, obviously, after every take we got up, it would tip over. And, you know, there's time involved. How much would it estimate to? Did you give the... Now I want to know the dollar amount. Yeah, the prop guy That's tell you exactly what the formula that was. On the was. Show, no, I, I don't. I don't remember how much. I don't remember. I mean, dude, I it had like, I did like two episodes, yeah. three episodes of the thing. I was just happy to be. Were there, you really like, on the phone with Skyler? Just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will tell you, I was a total nerd when I when I got the part on it because I was like totally invested from the first week and I watched it so to get on it all of a sudden four season ends was like getting sucked into your TV and then all of a sudden you were interacting and, and it was <laughs> oh like and then God. all of a sudden it was like in the future and I'm like alright I'm looking for Jesse fuck what happened to Jesse you're like, like <laughs> you know and it's, and it's like I don't want to know but like I wanted to know but like uh, I kind of had a rule where I wouldn't look at anything or try to guess what was going on just because being a fan of the show but I did if they were shooting any scene I would hang to watch it because the acting was ridiculous and there is one scene I used to know what episode it was was some episode, I think it was one when I was in the uh, Saul Goodman's office with Lavelle. I think it was when, when the guy tripped over the orange. Um, I actually, the next thing that they were filming was the, the, that unreal meth lab that they had in the car wash. And I was like, can I, can, I, uh, can I just see it? Blah, blah, blah. And they were like psyched that you know, I was into the show like that. So they let me see it. And then they did one take. And I literally stood next to like the sound guy. 
as Walter White, like Brian Cranston in character as Walter White, like fucking walked right by and answered like that elevator thing there. It was so fucking cool. And I remember ruining the episode with my wife because it was some you know, awesome dialogue. And I was like going, I was standing right there. I was standing right there. I was in the lab. It was fucking awesome. That's tough. It, it was fun. It was amazing. So I, know, I, uh, I, I loved about the, the, the show and even like Better Call Saul, and there, like, you know, which I'm watching now, I think is fucking fantastic. Is, uh, he, Vince Gilligan must have been a huge comedy fan. Like, so to have you, Lavelle, uh, and then to Oak name Kirk. the company Madrigal. Oak Kirk. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, is the company named Madrigal? Yeah, the, the evil German company. No, he had a couple, a couple UCB guys in there. Um, there was a lot of, uh, yeah, I don't. What does he Tim like Watley, about him? man? Does he does he think they're like open or interesting or did he? Yeah, was I that don't know, but it was great that he did that because comics forever could have played those roles, but they just see us telling jokes, and that it's so funny if you listen to a comics act, most of it is the drama. Of their life, like I just, I think it's just because you're just seeing them telling jokes that people just think that you know your whole day is just ahuga and like fucking red nose, and big dumb shoes, and it's just like no, it's like no, we're sleeping on futons, we're having problems paying rent, we have issues with you know whoever we're dating or whatever, and you know like you know I mean we're damaged individuals, so it's just playing like dude, half the fucking stories you tell. About your interactions Jesus, in a cul-de-sac yeah. could be a, like a, a B story in Better Call Saul. So. He's an interaction away from going to jail. Just oh, the way him? He, Never no. been in a fight in my entire life. Neither have I, but I get the feeling because people are scared. Yeah. <laughs> Neither <laughs> Michael from man. Breaking Bad's probably never been in a fight either because yeah. he's just terrifying. I, uh, yeah, I, I love this shit. I love uh, any t- opportunity I get to act in any dramatic role. And like, even on the, the NBC show that I'm on right now, is, which is a lot of me walking in going, all right, guys, fire up the Xbox. Quick, I got 15 minutes. Uh, is, uh, <laughs> but occasionally there's emotional moments, you know, with my wife and shit like that. And I, I love it. It's my favorite part of the show. This favorite Just part. Just because you never get to do it. And never then I think all it. the drama yeah. people would love to do, like, comedy or something like that. So, you know, the grass is always but to talk about with the, the comedians uh, yesterday, uh, we were all talking about Brody Stevens was doing warm up. Yes, show. and uh, energy. He was, he was describing. Describe it. <laughs> describing a group of comics, and he goes, uh, "Did you say that uh, these comics own houses, ladies and gentlemen?" Like, oh yeah, no, li- that was all, I was on the Oddball yeah, tour. Like, Comedy oddball tour. They took like you know a bunch of comics and threw them on this thing. We're doing this gig in the middle of Chicago, like Illinois, outside of Chicago, in some fucking giant tent or something like that. And he's up there and like they, they didn't even know what he was talking about. He was going, "Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the greatest lineups of comedians you're ever going to see. Some of the best comics in, in the country. Some of the greatest hours written today by these comedians. Ladies and gentlemen, these comedians have houses." <laughs> <laughs> the crowd was just sitting there like, dude, like. Like, we have houses. I don't understand, like... All that other shit was impressive, but, like, he totally... Like, people don't understand the squalor that we live in on the fucking way up. And I never even thought about that. Like, that is an amazing accomplishment as a comic. Telling jokes to have a house of any fucking size is unbelievable because you really start thinking, you know, you start getting in your late 30s, you just... You know, for me, I was sitting there going, like, I am just going to be the fucking one-bedroom apartment guy... For I mean, just wanting to get something, which a place brings to me sit in, into an interesting spot. It's like what, of, when we were starting out, like all of all the comics that you started with, 
Who was living in the worst like situation? Like, have you met? Oh, don't like, name names. Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I saw guys like in San Francisco. There was a a place where Janine Garofalo used to go sleep on the couch. Dana Gould. It was a uh, off Lake, and it was on Twenty First. And, and there was like five people in there at one point. And then there was a, a house in the uh, inner Richmond district where they would just hang sheets, and there was fucking black mold everywhere. Like it was just, Ugh. it was horrible. It was I know. Terrible. That. When Hannibal first moved to New York, he's been public about this. He he slept on the train for how he, long? He just didn't have a place. I don't know. Are we talking days, hours, weeks? Look, one day on the F train. I, I'm just saying. I'm already impressed. If if you did the Coney Island run, <laughs> I always wondered what happens when you get to the end. They they wake you up. Come on, buddy, you got to get up, and then you just stand up and walk across the, the platform, platform to just sit down. <laughs> you just keep waking up in Coney Island and Yonkers. Just going back and forth. I think uh, it's a weird time though when you because you start out as a comic. Weird. Sometimes too yeah, weird. Time. You don't know. You, you get know. so used to being in a certain so used to level. Being. You know what I mean? In a different Pete level. Pete can't not just not talk. He he's got to talk <laughs> when someone <laughs> else is talking and say what they're saying. He's the worst. <laughs> he's sober. Wait till he gets a couple of fucking wines in him. You can't even get a fucking word in. The roses. Yeah. I just wanted to do. Jay. No, you're better when you're sober. Because <laughs> drunk, you would have kept doing Brody Stevens the whole still time. Still be doing it. <laughs> yes. They're laughing. Keep doing it. Yes. Decision making. <laughs> anyway, I'm. Just... It's really fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You get to a level, and then sometimes you got to learn how to get. You know, it's not till you get past that level. You know what I mean? As a comic, do you get what I'm saying? Like you get used to it, you know, and then you have to like break through it. You know, if I didn't take. Thanks for coming out, guys. It's been a lot of fun. No, this is what it is. No, no, you what, get no, what you just saw was how every comedian has such fucking ADD that once the Pete Holmes moment happened, I had no idea even what the topic was, and I'm like. I not, was actually not all of us. Had I was either. sitting in a panic, like going, "Give me the clue word, give me the clue word that gets me back to the." I just thing. remember comedians living in hard situations. I thought yeah. that's what we were talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. And about. And then you say you get to a place. Oh, you mean like? Well, then I'm saying because we're saying guys that have houses. Then guys, he said, who, what guys were living the toughest? Yeah. No, I just think at some point. <laughs> I lived in a condemned house for 14 months. Best 14 months of my life. Really. No kitchen, no hot water, outdoor shower. It was the best. Turns out I had an alternate personality. We were starting an underground fighting His name ring. was Pete Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> he repeated everything right now. We should do a remake of Fight Club. Where I you're shared like, an office with this guy. Remember when we shared an office? Yeah. It was hilarious. It'd be Pete at his computer. He'd be like this. Take off his headphones. Did I tell you I almost booked an Apple commercial? I'd be like, no. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> How long did that last? Was it, what, what? Is it a little space? You guys do a work together? Were you working on something We had a together? comedy office for years. Yeah. Mulaney, me, you. I took Mulaney's spot, and it was me, you, McCarthy, Birbiglia, and Barron. Matt. Barron was living there, kind of. Barron. I had to, yeah, Barron didn't How work How many out. guys in an office? What, what was I was rotating. It was four at a time. Oh, so you then had people time. Everyone leave. had a desk. Yeah. It's it. only 100 bucks a month. Chelsea, 23rd and 7th. Wow. For each of nice. us. Crossmo Papaya Dog. Huh? Yeah, that's delicious. Great steak and cheese. But what you're talking about is like getting comfortable with certain levels. I think I think everybody does it. I think people uh, compromise their. I'm serious. 
I'm serious too. The hot dogs were fucking unreal. You got one that was a little bit cooked. It's just you had to be in the mood, and when you were in the mood, it was fucking great. A little bit of mustard. That's it. All that other shit. You don't need all the bells and whistles. Gotta have yellow mustard. You know you can't find a hot dog cart anywhere in New York that has yellow mustard. No, I didn't know that. That's a pr- that's a fact. All right. Tweet, tweet. You go and go. Let me get yellow mustard. You go. You have yellow mustard. He goes. Yeah, I got it. And I'm like, all right. He grabs a yellow thing, and it's spicy brown. You're like, dude, that's not yellow. I want yellow. They don't have it. Yeah, and it gets that sweet taste to it. It's I fucking awful. It. Yellow mustard has zero calories. What's going on? What is that yellow? <laughs> is that a lot of mustard? I think it's zero calories. I, like I remember brown. being like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's a food. It's made of a it? thing. Yeah, it's made of seeds. It's made of mustard seeds. And, and water, throw something else vinegar's in, in there. Vinegar, vinegar's got some cows. <laughs> cows. Well, I think if you ha- if you just started spooning it into your mouth, no zero is you, zero. No, 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 zero. No. T- you could eat. That was zero. No, plus first zero. of all, because all the no, 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 all the mustard. No, no, no. You, you will die. You will yeah, get no, no energy no. from it. They're allowed to say zero calories. The way they're allowed to say zero trans fats, and they're allowed to say there's no rat droppings in it. <laughs> Believe me, if you sat there and shoveled that shit into your mouth. Yeah, you would be... A because you're saying it's point zero 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 one three calories, and, and eventually And you just go like this. That's it. Huh? Zero calories. But if you were to take the whole fucking jar and go like this, you'd be up to like three or four. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to be. Hey, we got uh, All Things Comedy merch down there. If you want to uh, if you want to support the website, we always forget to say this. Uh, they got T-shirts. They got uh, little Official piñatas. Mustard. What else we got? Official mustard and all that type of thing to help us out if you would like. Think about it. Stop What's the name of this podcast? With the mighty... Oh, it's just the All Things uh, ATC Live. Oh, okay. Yeah, All I, Things Comedy I thought that was Live. the network. Yeah. Oh, you went down to the studio. Did you like I it? I did. It's mm-hmm. nice, right? That's very nice. Recorded there today. Joe DeRosa couldn't find the entrance. <laughs> He's having an aneurysm. <laughs> he was going in going, Why do I have a podcast? Why did I do this? Then he sat down and he was fine. <laughs> I love a good panicked friend. I had one yep. of my greatest moments of my life with Joe DeRosa. I've never t- told you I thought I would love it. We did a show together. We're leaving the show, and Joe goes, hey, walk out together. And I go, all right. So we walk out together. And then I see he's talking to someone, so I go talk to someone, and then he's still there, so I'm leaving. So I go, I'm like, all right, man, take it off. He goes, I thought we were walking out together. I'm like, all right, let's walk. So we're walking. He goes, like, ah, I didn't like my set tonight. I didn't think I had a good set. I'm like, I don't worry about it. It was fine. He goes, nah, I didn't have a good set. Nobody liked it. I didn't, I didn't have a good set. I'm like, dude, it was fine. You're fine. He goes, you know what's really bothering me? I go, what? He goes, the fact that you're not telling me right now that I had a really good set. And I go, I said you did fine. He goes, yeah, but you're not saying I had a really good set. And I go, you want to know the truth? And he goes, what? I go, you did that story three times on the same show. Why don't you come up with a new story? You know what I mean? I think you should have come up with a new story. I think you kind of sold out. I think you bailed. And he goes, can't believe you'd say that to me right now. And I go, why? <laughs> and he goes, because I'm hurting. I'm like, it's the truth. You're a veteran. You can take this. It's not a big deal. And then he goes, all right. And so I'm leaving. He goes, hey, I want you to do my podcast. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And he goes, well, when are you going to do it? I'm like, I don't know. Hit me up. And I go, I thought you were going to do ours. And he goes, I said I would do it, but I can only do weekends. I go, no, you didn't. And he goes, yes, I did. And I go, I texted you, and I said, hey, can you do this date? And you said, no, I can't. And he goes, no, I said I could, but only this date. And then you called me a retard. And I go, no, I didn't, because I don't use that word. I would never call you a retard. He goes, let's go right now. I go, 100 bucks. I go, I'll bet you 100 bucks right now. And he goes, no, nah, I'm not betting 100 bucks. I go, fine, 20. And he goes, all right. We shake on it. We bet 20. He pulls it up. Didn't call him a retard, called him an idiot. And, he, and I go, see, called you an idiot. And he goes, all right. And I go, all right, give me the 20 bucks. And he goes, well, why am I needing the 20 bucks? I told you I texted you back. I'm like, yeah, but we bet on retard idiot. <laughs> and I go, I want the 20 bucks. And he goes, are you really going to take this from me right now? And I took it out of his hand. I go, not only am I going to take this, 
I'm never going to spend it. And I'm going to tell everyone that I took it from you at your darkest moment. Oh, that's Still fantastic. got it in my, in my closet just sitting there. <laughs> Jay Larson, everybody. Crowd yeah. piece. Thank you, guys. Pete Holmes. You made it weird. Yeah, sure. You have a good time? Yeah, I had a great right. time. Thanks for having me. Keep it going for him. Thanks, dude. Hang out. <laughs> Pete uh, Holmes, everybody. Pete Holmes. You did this. You did this with uh, Neil Brennan in the airline miles, and uh, then he, he, he got, he, you went after him a little bit. No, 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 no. I don't go after anybody. You start with me, then I go. All right. Okay. That's good. That's, That's exactly what I say. No, no, and then no, you no, no. He tried to. He tried to do the fucking you're the girl in the thing, and I said, and I, and I, what did I say? I said, all right, I'm buying the script so far. Yeah. Let's see what you have. I sat back. I let to see what he had, and it was a bucket of horseshit, and I called him on it. <laughs> But that's in my, in my world. That's that's what happened. All right, <laughs> I could be wrong. I just feel guilty sometimes when I feel I feel like I do the exact same thing when I lay into people on the street. <laughs> and uh, dude, I'm fine with what you do. All right, good. I don't mind that you do that. I'm glad you fired your gardener. Someone had to do that. Yeah. Maybe if somebody did that a long time ago, but, he wouldn't have got boozed yeah. up and fucked up his throat. But you know what the thing he is? Would have looked in. This is where I'd probably mirror. take it too far is because I, I, I enjoyed it a little bit. <laughs> I really did because I miss, I sort of miss what I used to do, which is, ha- which is having difficult conversations uh, with people. Like I had a call and I re- had to reprimand somebody today a little bit, just through nice counseling. I did it in the nicest possible way. I, I feel like I'm good at it. When I had um, a show, we did a show at the comedy store, Martin Lawrence didn't show up. And it was a room full of black people that expected to see Martin Lawrence. They did Thursday uh, main, uh, main room on Thursday night, which they never do. Oh, no. And so they, I walked in and they said, Al, um, you need to tell the crowd that Martin Lawrence isn't coming. I was like, yeah, no problem. Perfect. I really enjoy that shit. What I did can't. you? What, well, I want to hear the story. So, what did you say? I said, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, uh, now uh, I uh, have you have been That's having a bad start, dude." What? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, I no. Could I see did. you seeing that crowd. Like, why is this half Mexican dude on stage, and I'm waiting for Martin Lawrence? But the thing is, they had oh, already I seen did. David Spade. Oh. They saw Whitney Cummings. Then I went up next, and uh, everyone was having great sets because it was a great crowd, and so oh, they had okay. seen a fantastic show. It wasn't like that, but. I guess the comedy store put Martin Lawrence's name up on the marquee. He wanted to just go and work some shit out. All of a sudden, he realized that they were selling the room based on his name. It sold out in two hours, and now he was pissed. And just to teach him a lesson, he fucking canceled. So I I got up there, and I said, ladies and gentlemen, we've had uh, something come up. You're going to see one of the best shows that I – and the lineup was truly fantastic. It was fucking – just Sebastian, just it was nonstop. Like it was a lot of great comics, and so I told him that. And then the the greatest thing happened is I was telling that Martin Lawrence wasn't coming, and Bobby Lee was next, and Bobby Lee burst out of the curtain and goes, "What the fuck, bro? What the fuck are you doing? This is my intro, telling a guy that someone else is not crowd coming." Crowd crowd lost it. Right? Crowd goes crazy, and I said, and "I go now. What's happening, folks? It's like." This is the worst possible way you could bring somebody up. <laughs> and then I told a story about I had to do a set after Rodney Dangerfield died, and uh, they, oh, that was um, 
It was right after, and they, 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 it was a big TV, like TV writers were there. It was a showcase for me to see if I was going to match up with a writer and get it for a TV thing. And uh, Sunda, you know Sunda from The Laugh Face? She, yeah. she, she goes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, one of the greatest comics of all time has passed away, and we are going to hold our heads down in a moment of silence. And uh, put her put her head down, and That's I so fucking, Jamie Masada. She fucking held it for a minute, the longest minute. Just put her head down. Everyone's looking around again. Didn't say anything after that, but and now, ladies and gentlemen, Al Madrigal. <laughs> I fucking walked. So I told that story, and I said, so what we need to do, ladies and gentlemen, is go crazy because this is tough. Oh, you're going to see a fantastic show. He's a great comic, good friend of mine. Fucking everybody went nuts, and it was a fine, and nobody asked for their money back. Wow. So there you go. Uh, all right. There you go. Comedy store winning that right. battle. Uh, we're going to do something, and hopefully this is a regular bit. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, and we want to um, do this for the last uh, 10 minutes, and we're going to bring up a surprise guest. Uh, one of my favorite comics, when I was in uh, college, uh, I used to watch I mean, uh, use his Young Comedian special. Then they did Short Attention Span Theater, Stand Up, Stand Up with Wally Collins on. Uh, so this is me knowing I wanted to be a comic. Would watch this guy all the time. Love him. Uh, a big round of applause. And for a segment that we're going to call um, uh, How Can Al and Bill Help Fred? Please welcome to, to the stage Fred Stoller, ladies and gentlemen. What's Hi. up, Fred? How are you, man? Sit anywhere you want. Sit next to Bill. I can't follow either one of those guys. Uh, I don't, oh, that's you crazy. Guys, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I already met you backstage first yes. time. I was intimidated. You'd call me a pussy. A lot of those blue-collar You thought I was going to. No. Like no, no, a Nick no. DiPaolo, I thought, oh, you're a pussy. Why don't you do an hour on stage? Why'd you quit? I had people do that. I stopped for 17 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. But you're a good guy. No, I, yeah, I'm just a, I'm just a, really a sad kid that needs a club. Would, yeah, that's, a, that's the other thing. I think it's a lot. It's got to be in your head, though, a certain amount of this. Like, no, not, there are comedians that... I told you a story. There's a farmer's market table in the morning where I would go, uh-huh. and a comedian, a very aggressive guy... You don't I'd, like aggression on, on any level. I don't like when people bully me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so honest and hurtful. Yeah, people like bad. like a guy like Don Herrera. No one would bully him. you. Know, there's one guy. What do you mean comedy is depressing? It's the fucking best thing. You fuck pussy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't do an hour and twenty eight minutes? I follow Led Zeppelin, and uh, I don't know what I'm saying. But why do you have a cat? I had cats. I don't want to tell you that. But my cat was great. I, so, uh, um, no, it, it, we, t- hey, we... This guy's been on Breaking Bad, and I was on Corey in the House. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Would you want the greatest young comedian special ever? That thing still holds up. You, David Spade, Rob Schneider, oh, man. Drake Sather. <laughs> it was funny because... Warren I heard, Hutchison. I still I heard, remember uh, Jan Karam. I still remember the whole fucking thing. It's funny because I heard um, Rob Mama. Schneider on uh, Mark Maron's podcast. What was your big break? The young comedian special with Dennis Miller. I'm listening going, I was on that. <laughs> Why wasn't that my big You've break? You've been on... If you look at Fred's IMDb, it's like a fucking laundry list. <laughs> Scrolling through it. Stop. But I, I've never... It's a lot of things don't add up to... If I was just on one show as a regular, like Becker, 
your dream is to be a Becker. It's all good. I don't want him to hit. But I fucking love you, but I don't. No, it's all. It's no Nick. You want to sit? I got into today. I had a bad thing with with what's his name? Man, maybe I didn't know his name. Joe Rogan. But it's I. No, I almost drowned twice. Wait a minute. Are you talking about say, say with the before? ADD thing here. No, we weren't. You, you're going ADD on us. You, Joe Rogan, you said something. You, you appreciated what he said about pot. And well, yeah, you know, I never really street. smoked pot. I, I've had bad experiences. But late in life, you know, I realized, hey, uh, I'd, I'd be an alcoholic if it helped me drink. But I, I wake up three hours later with a headache and dry and can't go back to sleep, out of van. So I... Uh, <laughs> I thought there must be something to this. Joe Rogan, he's not a knucklehead. He seems, you know, but he's smart. So I thanked him for destigmatizing and helping me get into it. And right. he looked at me like I had eight sores all over my head and uh, <laughs> was drooling by him. <laughs> so you, you've been smoking pot? Huh? You've been smoking pot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. I, uh, because... Uh, when you're drunk, you're drunk. But when this is um, working, you're not in reality. I'm walking around going, I know it sounds like Jewish nebbishy, but I'm walking around going, I feel so good, I don't deserve this. <laughs> I really feel, I took a sip of lemonade, go, I don't deserve it. I swear to God. I go, wow, I really felt guilty for drinking lemonade and being stoned. But it's better. I, I, I bumped into Morgan Murphy at the comedy store when I was thanking uh-huh. Joe Rogan for helping me. And he... You know, and I don't want to, you know, because there's a lot of people that hang out there because they had free weed that night. I never thought I'd be the guy who was sponsored by Speedweed putting free joints in my pocket. Oh, they got a lot on the table, yeah. And uh, so he thought I was one of these hanger honors. And so the thing with pot, when you, it's new to it at such a late age, it's the stuff, you just, you're like a hack. Ooh, everything's one and, you know, hacky, <laughs> the equivalent of generic hippie shit. But. It, but it's uh, all good. I did that. I didn't smoke weed till later in life, like late 30s. I found I was like, I'm never going to know what this feels like. And I smoked it. And then I was walking around my uh, girlfriend's apartment just going, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I get it. <laughs> I get it. It was fucking awesome. And every time I smoked after that, it was never that good. It was just the first time was just fucking awesome. I was, wasn't paranoid, nothing. Next time I did it, I, I yeah, ate Sometimes I get paranoid because I, I was... Being sued by this lunatic. I shouldn't say that because maybe I'll sue again. But, uh, <laughs> and then I, I smoked and thought my lawyer was yelling at me. Or maybe he was. But he, it was all good. So you, you weren't talking about drowning? Maybe you can't hear back there. No, we, uh, oh, were we talking about drowning? We're talking about we, what, what are we going to The ocean. Oh, beach, sharks. Oh, sharks. Sure, no, terrified sure. of the ocean. Okay, yeah. Just the riptide. I almost drowned. I was supposed to fucking just relax. Twice. Oh. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. And uh, when I was a kid, this sounds like a bit, or maybe it is. It's like it's doing the hacky thing, like you do the fake laugh. Ah, you're making me laugh. And they laugh. <laughs> but pretending it's not a bit. Stop it. He's laughing. That has nothing to do with anything. So we went, our family went to a place, uh, a vacation in Florida back in uh, a long time ago, the Fountain Blue. And this mm-hmm. sounds like a, it was a cheap place where there was nothing to do but play bingo. 
and every night. And my father was like shell shocked and Anzio. I know this sounds funny, but uh, doesn't talk much. And he would drink, and so he would go bingo when he finally won, and that made me laugh because he never talked <laughs> screaming bingo like a gay guy. And, uh, <laughs> so. It made me laugh. My father would never t- bingo. And, uh, <laughs> but then there was it's such a bad hotel. There was no lifeguard, so I was in the ocean. And it's the undertow. It's it's yeah. it's like they say: the more yeah. y- you try to come in, Ugh. it keeps bringing you out. No, I almost the- got swept out. My bro- uh, brother, uh, the younger brother, had to run it in and pull me out, and they both came in and like had to j- drag me out because I was stuck and, and, uh, and it's and frightening. It, and I think yeah. it's true what they say: <laughs> yeah. you, you yeah. go down, you go down three times. And, and I was, and I, you know, I was out there, and I, I would have died. My father ran in in his clothes, dragged me out, and and I didn't die. And uh, but. This is the true thing. So my mother goes, Freddie, we're so glad you're alive. We'll take you to a toy store. You could have anything you want. So I store this monkey, this stuffed animal. It was like $35. She goes, anything but that. We're <laughs> 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 not that glad you live. <laughs> and we know you were kind of glad, but 35 back then was a lot. Now, a obviously, you're, you're a very funny guy. We're both It's not that obvious. Fans. No, it <laughs> is. No, it's it. I like the way he sets me up. This may be a regular bit, but... No, it's going to be no, a regular bit. No, I, was just, like, I, just, I, I told you it was going to be a regular okay, bit. You're the one who's trying to back out of it by saying... No, no, that, I'd oh. love to, but I, I thought if this bomb, then you'd... No. The thing where you wouldn't look at me. I, I, I wouldn't spread a date. That's sort of the, the beauty of everything that we're doing is all the comics get to decide, and no one is going to tell us that we're oh, not Oh, I thought you meant this show I'd maybe a regular bit. You meant a podcast. No, the regular on this show. Okay. Yeah, well, no, that's what I, exactly what I did say. <laughs> So and we, we want to talk we, about the we podcast. We're going to help Fred with uh, Fred wants to do uh, a podcast, and he thinks a lot of people. You, a lot of people have them, and he. Well, needs first that was my neuroses. Like, oh, it's like when every comedian did a one man show. Like that's their last resort. Right. Like nothing's working out. Hey, this is my act, but I'll cry at the end. <laughs> 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 you know, it's all my jokes, but oh, I, my father once my uncle touched me, but no. <laughs> And it's a one so he show. feels like a lot of people have podcasts. What should his podcast could be about? Uh, and then he was saying that you know he's not like a guy like you that can just talk about anything. Like it's amazing on your thing, you'll talk an hour about the Grammys and riff, and nothing's written down. I think. And I, yeah, I no, I'm not. Well, I I got I can't sit there and do it. It's not because it's this this skill i just can't do it i can't sit and focus like i i just can't do it i drive my wife fucking crazy like i try to sit down and she gets excited that i'm gonna sit there and watch tv and unless i'm interacting with the tv and yelling or <laughs> laughing or like oh rewind that that was awesome like i just see so you just, just, she just i can't see i'm not like that i can't riff for an hour about can you believe the gun control and the fucking patriots and they should have fumbled and uh, that's his. That's you know, what his podcast is to you. Yeah, I, can, I can't do that. I can just fucking believe that pussy. I, I mean, uh, I'm using pussy a lot. That's about it. <laughs> it's, it's, you're really exposing all of my tricks. And, well, <laughs> and and I don't that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, and I I don't think I could like sit with a comedian who I respect but don't have a connection. Like, hey, dude, I I, I haven't done stand up in. A long time. I'm doing it. Right, not making you're getting back now. into stand up, but yes. uh, but you're also. Dude, I can't believe I'm sitting next to you. One of my favorites. You're oh, one of my man, favorites. Seriously, man. seriously, dude. I I'm can't believe. 
I can't. We were saying that before. I can yeah. do your. I can. I was so excited when yeah. you said he was coming because I, I, you're a guy I always wanted to run into. I was like, I, never, fuck, I never ran into him. Yeah, dude, that you no, have no idea. That special that, that changed my life. When I saw know, that, I was like, I'm, I, I got to do that. There is some guys from your generation, the generation after me, that I bumped into. Judah Freeland is so respectful. It yeah. makes me feel so good. Yeah. Um, there is some that weren't so nice. No, but don't. And don't. you're going to choose to dwell yeah. on that. I do <laughs> that. Back to you. That's like this is the type not of everybody's going to like you. When someone is a great guy, a mensch, as they say, I feel so good, but then I go, well, why does that guy have to be such an asshole? You but if you saying? listen to Mark Maron's podcast when he had Chris Rock on, he would always, what is the, and you probably know this, that Eddie Murphy would always What's go. What's Fred Stoller doing that? Oh, Eddie Murphy would always ask last, Chris Rock, what's Fred Stoller doing? You know, doing? okay. And, uh, I'm yes. going to boast now. Um, I was with true. Florida working, awesome. uh, I was working in Florida at a comic strip with, uh, what's his name, Chris, I'm not Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, right before he got Saturday Night Live. I don't know if any of you know this, but a guy, Charlie Barnett, who died, was a yeah. street performer. He got, he was the black guy, but he got fired because he couldn't read, sadly, he was illiterate. Right. So I, I'm not, I think Eddie Murphy would have got it without me. I said, hey, they're looking for a black guy. There weren't a lot then, so I should, but I thought he, <laughs> I thought he should have thanked me at the 40th, but all right. Uh, <laughs> the four, he should have said, Fred Stoller, we were in Fort Lauderdale. He did, he go, you're like an old man, because I, I didn't want to jump in the pool. And, and, and I went for the toast, and he smacked it. That's my toast. You know what, Denny's, they put the communal yeah. toast? Yeah. He, those, that, he thought that was his toast. Why didn't he mention me? But, uh, I just love you and an unknown Eddie Murphy sitting in a Denny's in Fort Lauderdale <laughs> fighting over the toast. You're a fucking legend, dude. And he still asks about you. That's how funny you are. He, well, maybe he doesn't know what's going It's like my mother. What's Freddie doing? What does he do during the day? She doesn't understand. She goes, what do you do? And I make shit up. So I've, I, I've got... I've got that could be the podcast. What I do during the day, I kill a lot of time. Yes, exactly. Killing Time with Fred Stoller. Uh, that would be well, great. Well, well, that's a great name for a podcast. Killing Time with Fred Stoller. Right, there we go. Right. Look at that. See Run. that? We should baby step our way. Just baby step, but we can't overwhelm them. Well, well, yeah. well this you know? is the thing. Should I, should I have... See, I have some friends here in the audience that I want to be part of it, but one of them, this nice woman, is going, well, you've got to have a specific theme. Every woman I make sound like my mother. She sounds nothing like my mother. <laughs> Friday, right there. But, uh, so should it be... I don't want it to be like a morning zoo. Hey, you suck. Fuck you. No, it's not. Killing doesn't have to be that way. No. What? It doesn't have to be. So, so sh- but I can't talk. I need like a guy to go, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh... <laughs> this is what you need. <laughs> you need... <laughs> You need you need a point guard. I got that guy. I can bring yeah. you a uh-huh guy. Yeah. I, uh, you want I know this guy? guy. He's 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 amazed by everything. He's a smart guy, and he thinks, every, "Oh my God, that's amazing! You went to a store and they had shoes. Oh God!" <laughs> so he thinks all my stories are amazing. You, you because, need a hype man. It's like some sort yeah, of his, his wife is Korean. She goes, "I love her because the first time I met her, she admitted she's racist and is cold, and I love that she's sweet because." She re- he really said that. I'm sorry, John. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's there. So 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 should it be? <laughs> See, this is my problem. All right, I got to be honest. I, I fucked up tonight. When you prepare a story, I thought, ooh, my story drowning. It's un- I thought I had it ready. He talked about drowning. When you prepare too hard, it was good. Yeah. I uh, 
But when you're spontaneous, when I don't go, ooh, I, ooh, ooh, I got something back there. Ooh, I'm not going to suck. Uh, I drowned like he did, and he didn't even talk about It'd be that. It would hilarious if his parents actually bought him that giant stuffed monkey. 25 know? years later. <laughs> no, if they bought it, then... Like, what kind of a comic you would have been? You would have been this change. Let me tell you something, you <laughs> It all makes up who you are, dude. That's why you're, you're so unique. So well, that's another thing. It's like, what if he does go the opposite of me? Uh, yeah, they, what if you did the opposite? That's the what? other thing. Like, uh, just we, every instinct that you have, just like in Seinfeld and George Cassano, what if you fall, uh, not following your instincts with Fred Stoller? Like, you have, like, this whole, you're, you're inclined to think the negative and be silly and assume and, and lean towards all of the people in your life that have said shitty things to you. But what if you just try to... Uh, emphasize the like positive. Like talk to be like, hey, dude, pop culture, do what I think you're supposed to do. <laughs> yes. Hey, dude, can you believe you know the what? new X Men movie? Fuck, Please, we're fuck gonna. You. This is gonna be without a doubt. <laughs> yes, yes. I, lo- I love how he hears all that mainstream <laughs> bitching. Hey, new X movie. Fuck you. <laughs> I can't believe that's, that's that. What? That jerk off's well, Aquaman. The, what are you looking at? That's our show. Well, that's the thing. I grew up... Oh, by the way, my sneakers, the, uh, there's black tape over them because I'm in a gang. No, I, uh, I'm working on a show. It's the Nebish, you know, these Disney shows, and they don't want the Nebish to New Balance. They go, we don't want that guy. To, no, but when I grew up, well, I love this guy so much as he exposed nerds. People go, yeah, man, I guess I'm a nerd because I go to Comic-Con and I'm into robots and everything else every cool person's into. That's what they're saying. But I was like a misfit. Now nerds are cool. Right. And so, yeah, so... So you think we're the real deal? Talk he, about he's an OG, no, that's what Kevin OG nerd. Kevin yes. Smith. Hey, dude, can you believe the new Batman? He's a fucker. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I'll shut up. <laughs> that's a good. We just thought of three quality names: uh, OG nerd Fred Stoller. Uh-huh. Uh, what is the what was killing my first time? One? Killing time with Fred Stoller. Does everybody like that? Uh, everybody likes killing time. I thought. What about? Um, Oh, man, I'm that age, or maybe it's the pot. I can't think of words. I couldn't think of Daniel Stern for an what hour. What I'm going to say is I could think of the word Alzheimer's. I, I swear to God, I saw the movie with uh, Julian Moore, and I couldn't think of... I go, maybe I have that thing called early... Um, um. I think it's cell phones. Uh, every yeah. single ATC live podcast, Fred is going to be back. We're going to start Fred's podcast, uh, so make sure you look for that. Uh, one more time for Bill Burr. Thank you. Al Madrigal. Yeah. Don't forget to uh, uh, stop by the merch table and look on the website for uh, uh, ATC merchandise. That really helps us out doing what we're doing. Uh, thank you so much for supporting All Things Comedy. One more time for Pete Holmes, Jay Larson. Thank you very much. Good night. And the legendary Fred Stoller.